welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. So 27 weeks. By now, you're probably a dab hand at the old mocktail. Yeah, anything to get away from another elderflower cordial, basically, isn't it? I know, you really can't stand the stuff now, can you, Claire? No. I actually quite like a mocktail, though. Stick a load of fruit and a sprig of mint in pretty much anything and I'm happy. I always said you're a cheap <laughs> date, Lucy. What's happening for baby? So, Lucy, I've had a look on the website and it's just amazing to see how the baby looks at this stage. I know, and it's a really exciting week because he opens his eyes for the first time. Wow. I once did that shining a light thing onto my tummy and seeing oh, yeah. whether the baby reacted. Yeah, we mentioned that a couple of episodes back, didn't we? It can stimulate them to move. Yes, it can. So, OK, hit me with the stats. Where is this baby in terms of growth? Well, your baby now weighs nearly 875 grams. So that's basically a cauliflower head. Oh, wow. He'll probably measure about 36 centimetres from crown to heel. So he's getting pretty hefty in there. Yeah. And some mums notice a bit of a pattern with a baby having more regular phases of being asleep and awake. Mm. I have to say I didn't notice him this early probably. But while your baby sleeps, he's likely to start experiencing periods of rapid eye movement, REM sleep. Yeah. The phase of sleep in which they dream. Oh, I really wonder what babies dream about. I know. And while he dreams, his eyes will dart back and forth behind closed eyelids. And you may even feel him just give that kind of occasional twitch. Oh, yeah. Like you do when you're mean. going off to sleep. Special cells in your baby's lungs are now producing a substance called surfactant. Does it say again? <laughs> I honestly think you plan it so I get to say all the, the difficult words. Yeah, we do. But what is this substance? <laughs> okay, it will help his air sacs to inflate once he's breathing after birth. For now, he practices breathing by inhaling and exhaling amniotic fluid. What's happening for you? Okay, mums, so what's going on with you this week? Oh, I was a lover of a tunic at this stage. Any fashion blunders for you, Lucy? Oh, to be honest, this was way before this week. I was fully embracing extremely high-waisted leggings every day. I was as well. Yeah, the comfort. It's all about the comfort. Okay, so what else is going on for mums? Well, you might be having the odd dizzy spell, especially when you stand up after sitting for a while. It's quite common. Claire, I bet you know why. (laughs) Let me put some money on some pregnancy hormones. Yeah, how did you guess? The hormones cause your blood vessels to relax and widen, increasing blood flow to your baby. But they can lower your blood pressure and slow your blood flow to your heart and brain. It can make you feel a bit dizzy. And your womb is growing, so that must put pressure on your blood vessels as well. Yeah, it does. Low blood sugar or low levels of iron in your blood can also cause faintness. So presumably, if your blood sugar is low, then eating smaller meals throughout the day can help? Yeah, that's a good tactic. And you might prefer that way of eating too, just generally, if you're sort of feeling a bit full or bloated. Also, try to get up slowly after sitting or lying down, just to give yourself time to adjust. And apologies for stating the obvious, but if you're having a dizzy spell, then sit down before you fall down. Yeah. Um, we're so used to like not making a fuss and we try to carry on as normal. I remember being in the middle of the supermarket and feeling as though I was going to pass out, but I just didn't want to make a fuss. So I didn't ask for a seat or take any time to recover. So honestly, don't do what I did. We're so funny like that though, aren't we? We just, we don't want to make a fuss, even though we're kind of heavily pregnant or feeling know, a bit odd. Forbid. It's strange. And if you can, put your head between your knees or just sit down and wait for the dizziness to pass. Good advice. Right, on to our favourite bit. Too much to ask. This week we're asking, 
My friends are telling me I'm mad, but I want to give birth at home. Yeah, we've spoken already about different birthing options. And I think it's really good to look at this one in detail because for some mums, it's a great choice. Yeah, I've got a friend who chose this option and it was definitely the right decision for them. Across the UK, the home birth rate is about 2% of all births. Oh, interesting. And I know some women are advised that home birth is not suitable for them. Yeah. So generally, it's more suited to mums who've had a straightforward pregnancy and who are in good health. Yeah, absolutely. If you've had a baby before and you've experienced complications during your birth or you've got a medical condition, then you might be advised to have your baby in hospital. But that's not to say that home birth is out of the question for you, just that you might need to talk it through with your doctor. After talking through the risks and benefits, some women choose to go ahead with a home birth. I guess it all comes down to your individual circumstances. So step one is to consider your personal pregnancy and health. Yeah. Step two, I'd say, is to consider where you live because some places are more set up for home births, aren't they? Yeah, if you live somewhere really remote, then you might be quite limited in your options. Other places are much more geared towards supporting women who opt for home birth. So it's worth contacting your local maternity unit. Okay, and so just to be clear, what would you be asking them? Well, you'd want to find out whether you're in their home birth catchment area. Also, some areas offer home birth support groups or home birth classes. Oh, I didn't know about those. Yeah, these may help you and your partner to feel more confident, partly because you're going to meet like-minded people and midwives who have a positive view of home birth. Yeah. So ask your midwife if there are any in your area that you can attend. And of course, there are independent midwives as well, aren't there? Yeah. They cost several thousand pounds to help you through pregnancy, labour and birth. So if money allows, then they're another option. Yeah, not realistic for most of us, of course. But if it's something you're considering, then you might want to find out more from Independent Midwives UK. Great. So let's say that you've looked at your pregnancy in health. You've found out about the support in your area. Yeah. But I think what can happen is that you might be a mum who wants a home birth, but your friends and family are putting you off. Oh, yeah, that's a hard one. It's often for the most understandable reasons, isn't it? People are worried about the risks. Or maybe they're just worried about spoiling the carpet. (laughs) Yeah, that too. I'm sure my friend who had a home birth said that the midwives clear up everything though. Seriously though, I think having the information is really useful and also being able to talk through the advantages as well as the risks. Yeah. Perhaps the appeal is having your baby in a place where you feel comfortable. Yeah, because you can get it all set up exactly as you want it. I had a friend who had a bit of a thing about hospitals, so that influenced her decision to have a home birth. I think it's also about remembering that it's not a decision that's set in stone. You can change your mind at any time and things change within your pregnancy. Yeah, that's a good point. My midwife was really encouraging about it when we discussed home births. I'd also say for some women, some of the reasons they want a home birth could be met at a midwife-led birth unit if home birth isn't considered safe for them. So Lucy, did you decide against a home birth? I Yeah, I did. I discussed it all though, but I decided no, a hospital was my choice. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be all or nothing, does it? If you're after a less clinical environment, then some of the birth units can be great and it's really worth looking around. Yeah. In terms of what actually happens, if you give birth at home, then you'll usually be attended by a community midwife who'll come to you when you're in labour to see how you're getting on. She'll talk to you and your birth partner, watch you have a few contractions. She may carry out an internal examination to see how dilated your cervix is, if that's fine with you, obviously. And then I guess it's play it by ear, depending on how things are going. Yeah, as your labour progresses, your midwife will organise a second midwife to join you for your baby's arrival. It's good to have two midwives there, just in case one needs to stay with you while the other sorts something out. Yeah, it's a bit like having two pilots on a plane, isn't it? And (laughs) you might have a situation where one of them needs to call the hospital or is even dealing with like another child in the house who wakes up while you're in labour or something like that. Yeah, but they love it when that happens. Yeah. Your midwife will be there to see you through your labour. She'll do all the checks on your baby after birth, as well as help you to deliver the placenta. Basically, she'll stay with you until she's completely happy that you're comfortable and well. 
She'll see you into bed and clear up any mess before leaving. Oh, it all sounds so easy when you say it like that, Lucy. The <laughs> NHS really does offer a full service. It does. What about if you need to go into hospital, perhaps because labour isn't progressing? Well, most transfers from home to hospital during labour or just after birth are not urgent, but they are very common. And that could be for what? If labour's just taking too long? Yeah, or if the baby's becoming distressed or if you end up needing an epidural. Yeah. One reason why home birth is as safe as it is in the UK is because women are transferred to hospital when they need extra help. Ah, oh, brilliant. And have you got any safety stats written down? <laughs> yeah, of course. But I'll spare you this time. Oh, good. They're all on the Baby Centre website. For anyone who's interested, check out the link in the show notes. There's also lots more information on how to prepare yourself and your home for a home birth. As always, we've linked those in the show notes for this episode too. And spoiler alert, some plastic sheeting is a good idea. And it's probably best to put your favourite cushions in a cupboard somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, plastic sheeting, old newspapers and bin liners are definitely your friend. What do you expect this week? Okay, this week we're talking about newborn sleep safety. Which might seem a bit odd because you've still got some way to go. But if you're starting to buy a few baby bits, then it's useful to know this stuff now. So to give us the latest and best information about what's safe, here's Baby Centre editor Joanne. The advice on this is crystal clear. The safest place for your baby to sleep in the first six months is in a separate cot or Moses basket, but in the same room as you. And that includes daytime naps as well as nighttime sleep. So research tells us that this significantly reduces the risk of sudden infant death syndrome or SIDS um, and what some people used to refer to as cot death. We know that the safest cot is a clear cot, so avoid anything in the cot that your baby could choke or suffocate on. So that includes anything like cot bumpers, soft toys, loose bedding, pillows and duvets and so forth. And and just make sure you don't overheat your baby's room. The temperature should be between 16 and 20 degrees Celsius, but most baby monitors come with a thermometer these days, so you can quickly check your baby's room is comfortable, but not too hot. Uh, The key is making sure that your baby's sleeping surface is flat and firm and that his bedding is appropriate to his size or it's firmly tucked in. So you can use uh, blankets such as cellular blankets, but just make sure they're really well tucked in and be sure to put your baby down to sleep in the feet to foot position. So that means you place your baby with his feet at the foot of the cot or the Moses basket so that he can't wriggle down under the bedding. And if you're using a sleeping bag, just make sure that it's right for your baby size so that again he can't wriggle down through the neck of the bag oh some great information from joanne there right that's it from us for another week as always please remember that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your own doctor or midwife if you have any concerns we hope you stay well stay healthy and we'll see you next week for 28 weeks bye 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 thanks so much for listening to the parent pod If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.